Chronologically, you're 16 today. Physically, you're still 15. <sighs> Hopeless. Nope. I look exactly the same as I have since summer. Utterly forgettable. No, I didn't expect to wake up transformed. I just thought that turning 16 would be so major that I'd wake up with an improved mental state that would show on my face. You need four inches of bod and a great birthday. Now, don't give me that pouty look of yours. You can eat your carrots when you get home. That's it? You don't have anything else to say to me today? What would you like me to say, Sam? Come on now, honey, you're gonna miss the bus. Have a good day. I can't believe this. They fucking forgot my birthday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Problematic Fave Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Gina Ray Ramos, and today we have two wonderful, wonderful, lovely guests from the Gordita Chronicles. We have Gordita Chronicles creator Claudia Forestieri. Hola. And <laughs> I like pause <laughs> for you to say hi. And showrunner Bridget Munoz Lebowitz. Hello. Thank you all so much for doing my little podcast. And congratulations on your show, which is such a delight. As soon as that first trailer came out, I was all living just because it, it, it's just such, a, it's just so charming. You don't have to be uh, uh, from a Latinx background because it's very immigrant family focused. And I connected totally with the main character, too, because if I'm going to be honest, it's like I was that girl when I was (laughs) (laughs) when I was uh, when I was younger. But uh, thank you all so much for being here. Oh, thank Thank you. you. Yeah. So y'all chose a movie that is classic and it's kind of adjacent to Gordita Chronicles if I want to mm-hmm. say so myself it's like coming of age so y'all chose John Hughes's 16 Candles a very yeah. fine interesting <laughs> movie um so a little bit about 16 Candles it was written directed by John Hughes who y'all probably all know and then I just read this I was like doing my research last night I was all it was released May 4th, 1984 by Universal. And I was on 1984. So how old is someone who was born in 1984? 37. 30, oh, yeah, you were born in 1984. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Technically, they'd be 38. My birthday's in December. So if they were born May 4th, they'd be 38. But, but yeah, but, yeah, that's just like kind of splitting hairs there. But yeah. uh, wow, this, this is this is a very um, I don't classic movie. Um, the the log line or the description on um, IMDb was a girl's sweet quote unquote 16th birthday becomes anything but special as she suffers from every embarrassment possible. Um, it's not really curt. I don't think it's streaming anywhere for free because I had to rent it for uh, on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you could rent it on iTunes or whatever. But mm-hmm. I was all like, are any John, John, some John Hughes movies are streaming, right? Because I was all, are all not sure. I think like Ferris Bueller is streaming somewhere. That makes sense. I, yeah. you know, I'd have to check. Yeah. But Amazon, I mean, Amazon has it. And also the Amazon summary for 16 Candles was, a girl's family forgets her birthday. That was the summary. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of the inciting incident, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. But it was like, okay, they're just going straight yeah. to the point. Um, yeah. the, the movie stars Molly Ringwald as Sam Baker, um, Anthony Michael Hall as Farmer Ted, or, which I just found this out, I thought they were, like, thought Farmer Ted was, like, a moniker, but I just realized that his name is Ted Farmer, and oh. th- when they would call roll, they would be all Farmer Ted. Oh. That makes more sense, because I thought it, yeah. did y'all know that? Or no. No. <laughs> I love the trivia, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Scheffling as Jake Ryan, who, I am sorry, <sighs> this man. <laughs> I know, why didn't he do more movies? That's like the myth. I want to do a whole documentary series on why he wasn't in more movies. I think it's because, well, probably Hollywood got to him. And he was like a model, I think, before. Um, but we'll get into him more. But now he's like living his best life at like in a woodworking thing or whatever. Uh-oh. And he I, would. Yeah, he, he would, right? <laughs> he would. And apparently he pops up once in a while on his daughter's social media accounts. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, also, Getty Watanabe as Long Duck Dong, which we will definitely get into. <laughs> and uh, Paul Dooley, who is like, Paul Dooley is probably one of the best kind of like 80s actors. He was like in everything. Yeah. He plays uh, uh, Sam Sam's father. And then Haviland Morris plays Carolyn, who is the popular girl. And shout out to like John Cusack and Joan Cusack, who had like- I know. <laughs> they're both in it There's, and i thought yeah. that was so sweet um, <laughs> cute little nobodies back then yeah, yeah. um but i want to ask like what what is your connection with 16 candles what do you remember about it do you remember even the first time you saw it like how has that kind of, when was the first time you saw it and how has that kind of like how has it stayed with you throughout your lifetime well go you go first claudia um yeah um I saw it when it first came out. Um, I don't think I saw it in the movie theater. I was uh, 10 years old in 1984. Wow, but, 10. Uh, huh? So you, you saw that. T- is it appropriate for a 10 year old? Yeah, it is, right? Back then it was. Not really, actually. It's kind of borderline. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was rated PG, though. That's with, wait, PG? is it? Yeah. With the, with the whole, even the whole full body nude shot? Of a child? No, no, I, no. You know what? Now no, I gotta no, really. double check, but Let, I thought let's, it was let's... rated PG. Or is it PG thirteen? Even if it is PG, no, I don't wait. think PG thirteen existed. Existed because that was yes. when Gremlins came out. Look at us knowing our movie. It is PG. Yikes! Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go on. So no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. So I I don't recall seeing it in the movie theater, but I recall seeing it like maybe within a year or two of it coming out and being very aware of it and like the music. And it was kind of like this Cinderella story, this kind of fantasy. And it was so cool. And like all the like, you know, racy things that happened were kind of like, you know, as a young person, it was like, Ooh, that movie's cool. Like you, you know, I, the first time that I saw it, like I didn't, capture like so many of the things that later became you know we know now are so problematic (laughs) um but um yeah but it was just you know molly ringwald was like the it girl in the Mm. 80s and it's just you could just relate to her so much because like you know she had freckles i had freckles and she's like you know the girl next door who gets the hot guy so Mm. it gave so many girls of like my generation hope that we Mm. could like lust after these like you know 
really hot, rich guys and things could happen. Oh, that's, I've never, well, yeah, I know, that, that's a good point. Because uh, I've always just focused on Long Duck Dong the whole time because I'm, <laughs> because I'm all that's horrible. But, uh, but what about you, Bridget? I think I saw it much later in life. I actually don't remember the first time. It's kind of always existed in my consciousness, but mm-hmm. mostly as an adult, I, don't, I was would not have been allowed to watch that as a young person. Um, my mom was super strict about what I watched. Um, so I, th- I think the first time that I really, I really saw it, I think I was old enough to know or understand how problematic it was. So it must have been like well into my 20s that mm-hmm. I maybe I saw it for the first time. And it probably, I have to say, was at the encouragement of a friend that was like, you haven't seen 16 Candles? Yeah. Which I would get all the time, especially from all of my uh, white guy cohort members in <laughs> school. <laughs> I always got a lot, I got that all the time. You haven't seen this movie? You haven't seen this movie? So I took it upon myself to watch a lot of movies that I should have seen uh, in the 20s of my of my life, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What does it mean to me, though? Well, I think it it didn't really mean anything to me when I saw it. I was like, oh, this is a this is a cultural artifact. Mm. I get it. I was a big John Hughes fan of just from Home Alone. Home Alone's one of my oh, favorite. so you kind of went back. I did. Yeah. I went backwards. One of my favorite movies. And because of that, I was like, well, let me see what else he's done. And so kind of go back and look at all the his oeuvre. Um, oh, come on, oeuvre. Right. <laughs> Um, uh, that's a high point Scrabble word. That is um, a high and like a good SAT word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, I think it, it actually took on some meaning more later when we started talking about this project, oh. actually, Gordita wow. Chronicle. You know, Claudia and I wanted, because it takes place in the 80s, um, maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves talking yeah. about the show, but no, it takes place in the 80s. It was a big reference point for us aesthetically. Um, we wanted to allude to it visually. We wanted to use some of the stylistic choices that he did to really conjure the feeling of the 80s for our show. So we mm. we watched it a bunch in order to really get into the visual language of the show or the movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I kind of feel it in Gordita Chronicles, but it's kind of like. I don't it kind of like a similar story but kind of a bigger palette uh, or a bigger canvas sorry uh, uh and and palette because of color right because um you know <laughs> let's face it this movie was very white uh, <laughs> uh but yeah let, yeah. Uh, I, yeah what was you gonna say i was gonna say that's why bridge um brilliantly dubbed like our style Juan Hughes. <laughs> oh, oh my god good one <laughs> Good, good one. I'm just joking. Ah! That was horrible. <laughs> good one. No, it's that was was that kind of racist? No, it's not racist. Just me being a like really bad dad jokes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, let's get into this. Like right off the bat, like I watched this and like I think during and this marks for everyone who doesn't know this marks John Hughes' directorial debut. Um, and I forgot I thought like I was all wait didn't breakfast club come first blah 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 no it was it was because I think I saw breakfast club first and then I saw 16 candles for some reason but and I just I I personally thought that like watching it like immediately watching you know it's a John Hughes movie you feel the vibe the tone and then like we 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 go into the Sam's family the Baker family Sam played by Molly Ringwald the titular 16 candles celebrant and you know she's like you know birthday and then her her sister's getting married 
lots going on in this household and then they forget her birthday and do y'all remember your 16th birthday well i think and, and i'll touch on something that i think is maybe true for both of us um i can't remember claudia if you had a quinceanera or not oh yeah no. oh you didn't, didn't. Oh. no neither of us did so My, it, yeah well sorry uh, i i'm like interrupting i'm horrible that's okay yeah but i because it's Filipinos have something called a debut, which is oh. similar to quinceanera. My sister didn't have one either. She opted for a car instead. Hell yeah. <laughs> the correct choice. The correct choice. Wait, is, is it also at 15? Um, I want to say yes. Um, but it's like 15, 16. It's like coming out party, not like yeah. gay coming out, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And debut as in like debut kind of a yeah, thing? Yeah, debut, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And there's like, like cool. quinceanera, I, I grew up in San Antonio. So like I went to plenty of quinceaneras, my friends had them and it's pretty much the same format. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's shared ancestry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, so I didn't have a quinceanera I opted for a sweet 16 instead instead. Um, and the sweet 16 that I had was very not a big party. It was like my birthday's close to Christmas. So I had my like dork friends over to make gingerbread houses and it was a sleepover. But it was That's a, fun. It was, and it was a co-ed sleepover. And now I look back. Isn't that weird. <laughs> I can't believe my parents let me do that. I think they realized we were all like extremely big virgins and like we're not <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, oh, they're virgins, they're fine. They're like, yeah, no one's we're good. You know what I mean? We were all like in sleeping bags in our living room. They're like, you want to make gingerbread houses for your birthday? Oh. Sure. Boys can sleep over. <laughs> so um yeah, no, that was uh and actually looking back, many of the attendees were gay. They weren't out oh, at the oh, time, but maybe my mother sensed it. Yeah, that would have been me. I would have been at your party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely would have been. Um, so yeah, that mm. was my 16th birthday. And I am the kind of person who will never let anybody forget my birthday mm. in fact I used to force my parents to celebrate all of my half birthdays and this is how spoiled I was I would request either Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm on my half birthday I would be taken out of school oh and taken to an amusement I don't know how I pulled this off oh my god Wait, every year Every year on my half birthday it was like towards the towards half birthday right. not even your oh because it's half, a half birthday. birthday yeah <laughs> Wow, your parents are cool. And to this day, <laughs> my friends and my boyfriend continue this tradition. They enable me. They're me. I'm a wow. monster. That's good though. I like me a Disneyland trip on a birthday because I used to do that pre-pandemic. Every I would force like none of my friends really like Disneyland, and yeah. I would force them to go because I'm like <laughs> I don't care. You're going. My dad yeah. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> what were you, Claudia? What you're like kind of. 16 or yeah. did you have a quinceanera well oh, no, you should, didn't you didn't yeah I didn't but I I guess I should have had so when my my I have an older sister when she turned 15 like my parents asked her if she wanted to have a quinceanera and she said no because she was like you know into like new wave bands and punk rock because she was like anti all that so by the time they got to me they were kind of broke and they just kind of assumed I didn't want one so when my sweet 16 
um, came around, I actually wanted to like make a big deal. I didn't have a party, but I remember exactly what I did. It was 1990 and me and three of my best friends went to this new mall, um, on Miracle Mile in Coral Gables. And they had, I think we went to Rainforest Cafe, which oh, was like on. really cool, really <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, this was the coolest birthday. No. And then I remember Vogue had just come out. And oh, like Madonna's like, Vogue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Madonna's Vogue, and we were like voguing in the car, and I had like dinner like with my friends by myself without my parents, and then oh, we that's, went to that's a movie. Flex. Oh, what movie did you see? I don't remember, I don't remember. <laughs> you know what, I would have to go, I'm sure if I do a little quick Google, you could find maybe it, I but, yeah, yeah, yeah find out what was around what they oh did the week of April 6, 1990. <laughs> and I'll probably uh, be able to wait. Remember. April 6th? Yeah. When's your birthday in April? April 6th, yeah. Oh, my birthday is April 18th. So are you Aries? Oh, no. Okay. I'm Aries. Wait, okay, yeah. good. We're Aries. Aries, hello. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, it might have been pretty woman for the hundredth time or something. That kind of sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I was obsessed with Pretty Woman. So, yeah, I would bet yeah. my money on maybe having seen that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like, so, like, this is interesting. Like, in going in 16 Candles, when they forget her birthday, I was, like, watching it, and I was like, why doesn't she just tell them? But I'm like, oh, but then she doesn't, there's, there's no that's movie. Like a, that's like a studio <laughs> note that you get. <laughs> <laughs> why like you're like that's the whole movie you can't but I kind of get it too it's like when you're at that age it's like you don't you kind of are like if someone forgets something you kind of keep it in because you're like oh I'm just gonna sit on this until they realize how stupid they are but then I was like well as I watch this movie I think I'm I may have a controversial opinion I think Sam got a little bit too much throughout this. As I was re-watching it last night, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, come on. Now you could just tell them now, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Teenagers are <laughs> martyrs. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> which makes, which why they make such good subjects yes. for TV series yeah. and movies. Yeah. 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 But it's I was, true. Cause yeah. she, she takes a perverse pre- pleasure out of dropping yes. all these hints. You know, like yeah. to the grandparents, is there anything you want to tell me? Is today yeah. special? Like she's kind of taking a little bit of enjoyment out of it. And she loves yeah. it, bitching to her friends about how much they've forgotten. And like, she kind of likes to sulk, which yeah. is one of the reasons I connected with her because that's me too. I love <laughs> well, sulk. Well, yeah, because like, yeah, especially during that time of our lives, we love feeling sorry for ourselves so we could get care. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. But yeah. can I just really quickly note yeah. that her alleged best friend didn't get her anything oh my god <gasps> let's talk about the best friend let's Ooh. i have problems with this best friend mm. and she sucks yeah she's not good her name's randy and i <laughs> like randy <laughs> i mean well we're, and then side note i love their outfits i love yeah. the costuming in this i think it, it, yeah and like especially during the opening credits I love the I love an opening credits that shows you the world we're building. And mm-hmm. I think this one did it so well. Like it's 80s. It's, it's very Which white is why Chicago. we stole from it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, is, from Which is great. And it's like, <laughs> I love that world building that John Hughes created with like just the opening. I think we need more of those. I don't think we have enough. I miss opening credit sequences so bad. Me too. Like, yeah. I love, yeah. I love a 
one minute long song where the, the, the name card flashes and they turn around, they're like this, you know, that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> But it's but with with Randy, there is this exchange when she's in the hallway and they're talking about since I was 12, I, I wrote it down here. Since I was 12, I've been looking forward to my sweet 16, you know, a big party and a band with tons. And then Randy interrupts saying tons of people. And then Randy is like, oh, and a big Trans Am in the driveway with a ribbon around it and some incredible gorgeous guy that you meet in France and you do it on a cloud without getting herpes or getting pregnant. And then... <laughs> And then they go, and then Samantha says, I don't need a cloud. Randy says, just a pink dress. And the guy, right? A black one, says Samantha. And then Randy, shocked in the movie, is like, a black guy? guy." And Samantha said, a black Trans Am and a pink guy. And then I was like, ew. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean. It makes me sad whenever I hear that line. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's just it just baffles me that I'm just like oh wow we've come a long way but and we haven't come a long way at the same time no and you think about how many people that line had to go through Mm. and still made it in where it was like had to get past an agent had to get past a studio executive had to get past like the director like and the producers yeah yeah and they're all everybody was like yep funny that line was whatever and then we we see them go into study hall which I don't remember. This school is just bonkers, by the way. It's like, <laughs> like nothing is happening and everything is happening at mm-hmm. the school. Seems like no one's going to class. Right. The, yeah. And it's weird. But we get introduced to Michael, Jake Ryan, played by Mike Scheffling. So now's the time to talk about this fine specimen. Like, Ooh, oh my God. So yeah. cute. Like he looks like a Dylan, doesn't he? Like one of the Dylan brothers. Yes. Yeah, I always I, thought they were like related. Me too. But I think it's like that was of the time. Like everyone was like, we need this look, right? <laughs> this, and type. this type. This <laughs> type. And he was a former model. And I think that would explain it. Um, yeah. and now he live, he he shared, I guess he's not married. So um sh- wait, wait. Reg, you're wait. single. Wait, Say more. Says- but he says the form, it says the former model who shares two children, Zane and Clark Scarlett, with wife Valerie Robinson. So it doesn't, it sounds uh, like they're no. doing co parenting. <laughs> the wife, not ex wife. Okay, well, okay, yeah, you know that's, what? The, we'll just I'll say keep yes. The boyfriend that I have for now. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, he does, he has a woodworking shop that is so hot. That is really hot. What but, do you think he, what do you think he'd make you? Uh, <laughs> okay wait what do i but what do i want him to make me um what do you need him to make you? i kind of want like a whole playground in the back and like, i don't even <laughs> oh. have a backyard i don't even have a backyard like those playgrounds back in the day that had bridges and like really nonsense stuff yeah. that that you and you know our parents would just let us play and we'd fall and break a leg yeah. and they'd be all you're fine that, yeah. that kind of energy a seesaw. What would you, a seesaw. Yeah. yeah what would you want him to make you a treehouse for us to make out in. Oh, oh. obviously. Speaking yeah. of treehouses, he made out with Winona Ryder in a treehouse in Mermaids. That's right. Or yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, not mer- mermaids. No mermaids. No, he wasn't mer- mermaids. I just don't remember the treehouse makeout. Oh, I know there was a treehouse. Maybe I'm I'm made, making making up my own fantasy. Right. <laughs> him being in. Now he wasn't in Heather's, was he? No. That no, was Christian Slater. Yeah, Christian right. Slater. Yeah. All I remember him is 16 Candles and Mermaids. Um, and he was hot in both. But um, yeah, so I just think, and also he's just eye candy through this. There's like, 
if I'm gonna be honest, there's no dimension to this character. Sorry, he's just there because we're, we're supposed to concentrate on Sam, but he likes the girl, whatever. He's also a little dirtbaggy. For gonna be yeah, honest. yes, we'll get yeah. to that too. It's and then like we we get to the naked shot of of his girlfriend, which was Caroline. really weird. He was supposed to be a teenager, underage teenager. Yeah, yeah, and full body. You go to jail for that now. Yes. Damn. And and what makes it even worse is that kind of Sam and Randy are just there watching her shower. Yeah. That's 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 normal. (laughs) No, really, like in locker rooms. In fact, we had a scene in an old draft of of this of Gordita Chronicles. You remember that scene, Claudia? No, we saw (laughs) we we kept it the locker room. No, but we we but we toned it way down. But it was more. Oh, there was like a nude kind oh, of like. Oh, right, right. Like nude. Her looking no, no, at the no. bodies, right? Yeah. yeah okay. It was more about bodies, but yeah, we we. I think that's kind of normal for girls to notice other for girls' bodies. But that kind of makes sense for guys. There's a little bit more nuance there because you know. But yeah, I I don't know. But good good way to introduce Caroline, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fully nude. Yeah, and, definitely. And also, there's kind of like. I almost feel like the C or D story of this movie is Samantha's small breast. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, when we first see her, she's like steady and she's like, I want four, I need four more inches of bod. Yes. So she's checking out Caroline's boobs. And then um, Farmer Ted makes a comment about like, oh, she has smallish tits, but whatever, you know, I still like her. So it's like, oh, she's cool, even though she's got smaller breasts. Smaller. It's like it's kind of like the disability. Was... Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It was it, like, how it was treated was weird, right? I was just like, yeah, this <laughs> move. Like, I guess back then we weren't really like, oh, oh, dissecting it as much. But of course, we've changed so much, and how the landscape has changed. It, it's been so weird. But I do want to get you, you mentioned how Jake Ryan is kind of dirt baggy. Yeah. Also, Farmer Ted is very dirt baggy. Oh God, yes. Yeah, so I, aggressive and so doesn't gr- take no for an answer. And I was, I was really. Kind of when I again doing research for this, it was interesting because I was, I'm oh, we're always remember Long Duck Dong, but we don't remember how rapey this movie is. Oh God, yes, well, so rapey. It, yeah. It's it's so rapey. There's multiple moments because Farmer Ted's very aggressive. They play it off as humor, which I'm like, oh ew. Um, and then uh, there's that moment where Caroline's passed out. Jake's all, I could. She's in the next room. I could do whatever I want with her. I was like, oh, wow. But I feel compelled to mention to you, Jake. I mean, if all you want off the girl is a piece of ass, I mean, I'll either do it myself or get someone bigger than me to kick your ass. I mean, not many girls in contemporary American society today would give their own word to help a geek like me. I could get a piece of ass anytime I want. Shit, I got Carolyn in the bedroom right now, passed out cold violate her 10 different ways if I wanted to. What are you waiting for? I don't know. She's beautiful and she's built and all that. I'm just not interested anymore. Does that really matter, guy? Yeah, it matters. She's totally insensitive. Look what she did to my house. She doesn't know shit about love. I think she cares about his partying. I want a serious girlfriend. Somebody I can love. Gonna love me back. Is that psycho? 
It's beautiful, Jake. I just want to give it. every woman in this movie a whistle. Yeah. And it's like, use it. Just whatever. Just use it all the time. It's awful. Yeah. But I okay, this is I don't know if this is like credit to Anthony Michael Hall, but he kind of kept the rapiness at bay. Like, cause he it's not saying it's right. He was just like because they did kind of cloak his rapiness with humor and like awkwardness and so they're like oh we'll forgive you for it or whatever yeah i also think he was modeling what he saw other men do i think mm. there, he was like an innocent character deep down mm. and, and you saw him be sweet but i think he was just trying to fill that macho archetype that he saw of guys like jake ryan modeling you know how's it going how's what going you know things life what not? Life is not what not, and it's none of your business. So you going to New Faces Dance tonight, or? It's also none of your business. Are you inhibited about dancing in public? I mean, you don't have to dance. I mean, you can just stand there and me and my dudes and just be you. And... Sounds major. So, I mean, what's the story? I mean, you got a guy or? Yes, three big ones and they less went blood. So quit bugging me or I'll stick them all over your weenie ass. You know, I'm getting input here that I'm reading is relatively hostile. I mean, it's just. Go to hell. Very hostile. Come on, what's the problem here? I'm a boy, you're a girl. Is there anything wrong with me trying to put together some kind of relationship between us? Okay, I know you have to go. Just answer me one question. Yes, you're a total fag. <laughs> it's not the question. Am I turning you on? Yeah, and I'm wondering, I don't I don't read too much into like was I'm like wondering if John Hughes is that if that was his surrogate, if that was like him in high oh, school. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Or is that kind of part of his experiences because you know he wants him to win, but he's also a weirdo by 80s standard and it's it's interesting because farmer i think i i like what you said about how he's endearing and he doesn't mean he's like full of home he's like a hormone monster not like from big mouth but like he's just full of hormones and he doesn't know what he's doing and yeah. the, mo the moment that i i struggle with why she gave him her panties I think it might have been because, you know, one um, scene in the movie where we see him being a little bit vulnerable is when he admits that he got this rap for being a ladies man, mm. like by accident. And now he's feeling trapped, like he has to live up to it. So I think that kind of motivated Sam, but I don't think that she knew what he was going to do with them. No. But I mean, she should have imagined it, <laughs> yeah. but... You know, but he also just delivered the best news she'd heard. He was the yeah. The, the oh, best so she, she was, like, she was feeling kind of good. Just, yeah, yeah. But you're, I, I'm with you. It's st still weird. Yeah, it's like it's it, like she was she was digmatized, as we would say. Like she she's like she she says, oh, he's like, oh, Jake's my homeboy, and like you know whatever. But I'm just like the panties situation, and also the panties were not like the. I was like, those are weird panties. Like, just polka dot it. I guess they're cute, whatever. But it was weird. And yeah. Well, yeah um, and but in Gordita Chronicles, episode four, okay. we do a more... <laughs> no panties. More kind of realistic panty 
feeling homage. Yeah, we do. It's a big oh. homage to that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. and it's not, it's not creepy. It's not rapey. And it's told from a women's lens. So yeah. I'm so yeah. glad you said yeah. that because for me, that moment in the movie is when this is no longer her movie. It becomes his movie. Mm. Oh like, my God, you're so right. When she gives him her underwear, it becomes his story. She mm. 16 Candles is only like for like the first 15 minutes and a little bit at the end. This is mo- movie's not about her for like wow. most of it. Oh my That's God. True. That is such breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's wow! What a great observation. Yeah, because, because it's she, kind of like because, her story ended when she immediately gave. Because like now, all she has to do is meet up with Jake. Period. Right, and, and then yeah, she be a lesson to you. after that too. Let that be yeah. a lesson to you, women. The minute you give away your panties, <laughs> lose agency of your own story. Don't give away your panties, ladies. Don't, and even men or anyone else, do not right. give away your underwear. Period. Yeah, that's right. Because also, underwear is very personal. I think and expensive, <laughs> and expensive. <laughs> <laughs> because also, because I've been listen. I, I I was like during the pandemic, I bought so because when when Rihanna started to get get out men's underwear for Savage Savage Fenty, I was all ooh. Mm-hmm. And I stocked up. So shout out to Rihanna. Good review. Wanna, positive yeah, reviews. Positive reviews. And I couldn't Rihanna, buy yeah. any of her underwear because they're literally all crotchless. <laughs> <laughs> and I need a crotch. That's called yeah, the old fashioned. Yes, yeah, like we're yeah. Some of us are old fashioned crotch havers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Jake Ryan uh farmer ted they're rapey but rapey with a heart of gold that sounds great <laughs> rapey with a heart of gold oh my god no it's they're, even oh. the grandparents are rapey oh my god yeah the, they feel her up and the grandpa's like squeezing her weird you're gonna make her yeah. tinkle yeah Ew. oh god this uh we're, we're we're here to ruin 16 candles for everyone listening so thank y'all for listening yeah. um which everyone you know knows what? already yeah Rapey with a heart of gold, I think, was an archetype of the 80s because we also have um, Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, all the nerds, right? Yeah. Because every, or Porky's or like anything, everyone wanted to have sex. Like everyone, no, get it no matter how you could get it. And take, you can't take no for an answer. That was kind of it, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh God, this is, we're getting deep here. Uh, um, and then, okay, so let's talk briefly about Long Duck Dong. Everyone knows it's wrong. Even in a 1984 New York Times review, they said oh. Long Duck Dong was unfunny and potential. It's a potentially offensive stereotype. It's not potential. It's <laughs> there. Um, I think... Getty Watanabe is a fantastic actor. I saw him recently at East West Players in Assassins. He did like a, a, a role in Assassins for the Sondheim musical. Yeah. Great. He's a great, but it's just so sad. Like during his career, a lot of his roles were characterized with East Asians with heavy accents. Right. And he does not even speak Japanese or he, uh, from what I know, wow. um, from what Wikipedia told me. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw it, I remember thinking, oh, this is a, this is weird. Like this, it, to be Asian and to see that, I don't, I'm not East Asian, but still that was what we had at the time. What's happening, hot stuff? 
I was watching it last night and I was I got really triggered for yeah. some reason I was just like oh this is horrible and and then I felt sorry for for, for Getty it, 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 it's like this is gonna follow his career forever you know yeah. and granted he's still doing work and he's great but it's just this character is like what else can be said that hasn't been said already it's just bad right it's making fun of every asian culture and effigy with that character yeah. but at the same time i wonder what it i wonder how he felt about it and i wonder what it did for his career i don't know what he did before yeah like if it was something that like people saw and they were like i love that guy he's hilarious or if they were like ha 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 what a loser i don't know would i would be curious to ask him or find out if he's ever spoken about what that role mm how that was for him yeah I, I do think that he continued to do stage mostly okay. from what I understand I'm not I may be wrong but because we really didn't see much of him it's like in the movie it is infuriating it's like I think one of the I think one of the main things is when he was using a fork and spoon as chopsticks like when wow. they're having the conversation at the yeah. table that was the worst scene to kind of they're like oh let's put every stereotype in the scene and like mm. let's let it fly because it's funny very clever dinner appetizing food fitting neatly into interesting uh, round pie it's a quiche mm. how do you spell well you don't spell it son you eat it <laughs> Dong has only been in our country a short time, Fred. I think we could all help him assimilate. Oh. <laughs> Long Duck Dong is about your age, Sam. You two should have a lot to chat about. I love a visiting with a grandma and a grandpa and writing letters to parents and <clears throat> pushing lawn mowing machines so grandpa's hyena don't get disturbed. Hernia! Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 indeedy he, he does the dishes and helps with the laundry, you betcha. <laughs> May I be excused? Where are you going? I have a dance to go to at school. It's a very important dance. Uh, we're being graded on it for Jim. Wait a minute. I have a wonderful idea. Would you like to go to the dance with Sam? To me, one of the, believe it or not, one of the most offensive things about it was like every time there was a scene with him, the sound of the gong. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that kind of set the precedence for Asian representation. Like, and it's like, it, it's so hard to kind of, kind of fix things. And I think this goes for any, you know, black, Latino or, or, or indigenous or disabled or queer stereotype is we can't fix all of that all we could do is learn from it but some people still take that stereotype and implement into their work whether it be casually or unbiasedly it, they just do it because yeah it's, it's well I think Claudia and I have had conversations about this other people have asked us about it because um it's very common when you're representing underrepresented populations in media and the thing that Claudia and I really, really focused on in our show to, to make sure that we didn't do that was specificity. I think mm. 
specificity when you're creating a very specific character with specific point of view with a specific background with specific comedy game like in our world that's also what creates good comedy mm. so to me a, a critique of comedy actually would be which is that he took the easy way out with this character instead mm -hmm. of making them because in a weird way there was nuance in his character which was that he like liked big big women he liked yeah. women, that he was i think he was a foreign exchange student so he was studying something he like there there were a little there were elements to him that if they had really leaned into it i think he would have been a much funnier more interesting character yeah. It's so interesting you say that because I think as soon as he left the confines of that house, I was more interested in him. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like the humor of having this big, tall woman and then him being really short. That I thought that was like funny. Oh my! I was rooting for him honestly. I was like, yeah. get your get your girlfriend, have a great night, and like I was have glad he crashed Grandpa's car. Yeah, yeah, have consensual sex. Right, consensual. While that, that, she's still sober. Yeah, and I think because like for for the first time we get introduced to him, the dinner table and all that, he was the punchline. But after he left, it's kind of like he was creating his own story, and maybe that was like Getty doing kind of like being mindful of the space he was taking, or subconsciously, I'm not sure. Would love, yeah, that's true. I would love to talk to him about it just because he kind of gets a girl, mm -hmm, and, yeah. that, and there there's something to be said about Asian men winning a girl because y'all know the history about the desexualization of the asian male and all that right. but this in this case he he got the girl but it was still but it was done for the sake of comedy and which is good and bad i guess right yeah uh, yeah yeah we could talk forever about uh uh um, um getty but i just think what else has been said that we can't say already it's just offensive period right yeah. and it, it kind of affected the way i think hollywood has portrayed asians east asians particularly or just anyone with an accent or foreign you mm -hmm. know uh, right. in, in, in movies um i yeah. think it was also like a missed opportunity i mean it's easy to say this hindsight is 2020 you know yeah, yeah. but i think it was a missed opportunity because here you have a character who's new to american culture and who like in one night wholly embraces it, you know, the partying, the driving, the cars, the girls. So I think that making, you know, all these missteps that were taken to like all these unfair low blows kind of took away from what could have been like a more rich story, you know, just to show kind of. And yeah. yes, and maybe like he could have offered perspective to Molly Ringwald. They never even interface really, except for yeah. her to be like, ew. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Missed opportunity. It's like he's in the ether, but why? He doesn't really affect Jake Ryan. He doesn't really affect the nerd. He doesn't really affect, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a weird. He's a prop. Uh, yeah. I but... think he's, well, I think, well, he tell, well, I guess he has some moments where he, when he tells Jake, oh, he's getting married, but you know, <laughs> right. I think actually that's kind of funny. Um, that, that moment. Yeah. I think the miscommunication, I thought, that was funny because you know but it didn't deter yeah. him he went to the church i did he think she was getting i don't know yeah, yeah oh yeah you're right he just went he just went <laughs> in the so, 80s movies sometimes you just go with it you just yeah like, and also what? how long was he standing in front of his car was he just <laughs> was she was he just waiting there 
to waiting for her to come out. And when they interact, I think it's really sweet when they finally talk and, and she's a little bit awkward. What are you doing here? I heard you were here. You came here for me. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Do you have to go to reception now? I'm supposed to. Can I call you later? Sure. I mean, no. No, I can't call you later? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to the reception. Oh, great. Also, how come she's not going to her sister's reception? <laughs> Thank you. I know. I always, th I always thought, like, oh my god, wait, you're, you're, like, this is a you're one in the wedding party. Event. Yeah. Your her sister might only get married a few more times. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Your, her sister and is. And she's passed out. Her sister's not going to know she's there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But was she like from the beginning? I wonder if she made the decision right there that she's not going. She, I think she did because at first she says yes, that she is yes. going. Yeah. And then she changes her mind. Yeah. Because she you? realizes her sister's, you know, is, is just out, is out of whack, like yeah. out of control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, but like, so, you know, just going quickly through what happened, I think. One of the things I remember from this movie is the the house party. And I being younger, I was all, oh, this is how all high school house parties are. That's <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper on the trees, everyone drunk wearing the parents' furs and pearls. Yeah. And, and girls being like taken away by men like, yes. like props. Like props. Um jocks building pyramids of beer cans for some reason. Who jocks who are 40 years old. <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> they, everyone in this movie was not mm. under the age of 40. <laughs> I get it. We had, we had a hard time casting younger background for our show. We yeah. tried as much as possible to cast 18 to look younger. We get it. They can work longer. But also, <laughs> it's easier for brown and black people because we don't age. So That's right. We're perpetually 20. We're perpetually either 18 or 25. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I i do think that that was like my idea of like oh this is how a house party is gonna be and blah 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 and like oh good for and them. then you went but... to my birthday and it was gingerbread and then and then we we had we 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 were in separate sleeping bags <laughs> and we built gingerbread houses and in bed by 10 yeah <laughs> after the the well before the wedding and whatever when she's sleeping on the couch and paul dooley or the dad and her have a moment i feel like that moment was good, I thought. Like the oh, mother, yeah. uh, the Beautiful father, the, the, except when he's just like not knowing what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's kind of follow up questions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand you. Good night. <laughs> I actually thought they tried there, and I thought that was a good moment between uh, Molly Ringwald and Paul Dooley. But you know what? There's also something else that I caught um, that I hadn't caught before when I was younger. Is I learned the new word, which was bohunk. Yes, me so, too. Yeah. Bohunk. What's Oily that? variety bohunk. Yes, it's a rough, uncivilized immigrant from Central or Southern, Southeastern Europe. We, okay, wait. 
I just thought bohunk was kind of like a elevated term for hunk. So it's I an actual so. no, no, it's a derogatory term against immigrants. That's well, why I did not know. Oily boy, bo, is it an oily boy, bohunk? Oily variety bo, which, oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I had to it's look a- it up because I wasn't familiar with the word. And I was like, wait, bohunk? Am I hearing it right? And That's, then the father yeah. uses it. The grandfather uses it. And then um, Long Duck Dong uses it at one point it's interesting right, because the wrist che- i think he's even referring to the wrist check the boy wrist check. Ex- yeah, yeah. Like, yeah exactly rudy oh. i think was his name yeah the, and the, they're i the guess they're an immigrant family to be honest i guess they were an immigrant family i don't know i wrist think they were supposed to be yeah. maybe polish yeah or yeah, yeah yeah you know what i will say i love how this movie is 93 minutes I love yeah. a movie under two hours. The closer yeah. it is to an hour and a half, the happier I am. Yeah. Um, and I think it gets a lot done, like movie wise. I think it's very solid. That's why I kind of like Clueless as well, because I think, Clue- honestly, side That's note, cool. Clueless is probably one of the best rom-coms of ever, if I'm being <laughs> honest with you. Um, but yeah, and that, you know, it's, and then, and then like, uh, she doesn't go to her, her, uh, her, her her sister's thing and they end up hanging out jake and sam and do you think he baked her that cake i, th- <laughs> I think he got it from Ralph's. out of wood, oh. <laughs> oh, out of wood. <laughs> but isn't that kind of like i think that that moment the ending shot on them on the table sitting you know cross-legged and the cake in the middle that's such an iconic shot and i think a lot of us want that oh Have yeah. you- <laughs> i'm still waiting for that I could go for some cake and a hot guy. What? I, yeah. But it's like, I do, oh, man, Jake Ryan. Like I was staring at him throughout this whole movie. And I'm like, his jawline, mm-hmm. his kind of like face, it's like so chiseled and like symmetric and unfair. I hope that in real, <laughs> I hope that in real life that he's an asshole because you cannot be hot and nice. And that's unfair. That's unfair. And I have a lot of hot and nice friends. Most of them are from Australia, also unfair with an accent. I think right? everybody is who's from Australia is hot. I've never met an ugly Australian person. <laughs> Ever. Yes. No, you're right. And then yeah. an accent kind of elevates. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. And then like they 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 get together. I'm, I'm wondering what happened after. Do you think? She lost her virginity. <laughs> that, do you think that night they lost it or yeah. afterwards? Mm-hmm. I think they did lose it. And also, he's a senior, right? And she's a sophomore, which isn't, that's not too let's bad. Hope of he's a, 17. Yeah, he's, yeah. Let's hope he's I do 17. think they, that not, do you think they got married? I think they broke up when he graduated. Really? I think <laughs> yeah. she dumped his ass. You think so? Performer Did you realize that <laughs> maybe he wasn't as smart as her? Mm. Yeah. Oh, because she, I think she is a little bit more put together in maybe. the head. Yeah. Then they got and- back together at the 10 year reunion. <laughs> on again, off again. It's on and on. Also, it's like, I think. Oh, behind the scenes, apparently like Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald did not get along. Uh, I read this on the Amazon, you know, how they have that, uh, uh, the, the trivia that pops up once in a while. Uh, but then John Hughes took them to a record store and then they bonded over music and that's how they got along. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure more happened than that, but whatever. But I do agree with you that I love this narrative of Sam and Jake and their 
kind of like a before sunrise story before, <laughs> before sunset before I love this kind of like let's meet every 10 years like they I do think that after he broke or like she dumped him after the summer of his senior year I think that's what I think and then as to what you said they all kind of went their separate ways yeah. 10 years later they got together and rekindled that flame wow I and love then what about that. Caroline and former Ted I think they I think they stay together. I think oh, Caroline forever. <laughs> yes. I oh. think they stay together and I think they have a I think they have a good family. You They're know. my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I, I I wrote this in my notes. I think that Sam's brother became a trumper. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm the little 100%. brother. I, I, that, as soon as I saw him, I wrote trumper uh, uh but yes he was, uh, he was there on january 6th he was there on january 6th. <laughs> yeah. um so 16 candles is currently at an 81 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes and an 85 percent audience score so it's kind of kind of good I'll opening be- week yeah opening weekend uh, in 1984 it grossed four million four hundred sixty one thousand five hundred twenty dollars in 1240 theaters which I think I want to say back then, I think actually even now that would be good considering the circumstances. And it's a rom-com and it's a teen, you know, it's not a tentpole movie. Mm-hmm. But, back then, now, yeah. I don't know. Now, yeah. who knows? Yeah, who knows? More. This would have probably streamed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but I think it totally grossed over $23 million, $23,686,000. 23, $27. Box office. Box office. On a budget of $6.5 million. Wow. $6.5. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't have too many locations. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, that's good for them. Good for, good them. for them. Good for a first movie. Good for, for a first, yeah. For his debut. De- for his debut. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, of course, this marked his, his directorial debut. Um, other people up for the role of Sam included Ali Sheedy and Robin Wright. Look at that. Oh. Yeah. And then Ali Sheedy went on to do Breakfast Club, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jake Ryan, Vigo Mortensen. Mortensen was up for that role. Oh, wow. He, he was acting Breath- already back then? I know. That's what I thought. I was like, he, well, he probably like super. I'm glad they picked Jake. I, no, I'm, Vigo is a handsome man too, but Jake oh, yeah. is the high school that everyone envisions. Like, yeah. that's kind of like. I don't even whatever. know what Vigo looked like as a young, a young. Man. I know, right? He, now I want to look. I think he was fairly ha- handsome. Fairly handsome. That, wait, was that shade? I said fairly handsome. Like, not totally. <laughs> <laughs> young. Hang on. Um, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Let's definitely. See. Could he pass? He has more, more of a jock vibe. Oh, mm-hmm. that's probably why they were trying yeah. to lean towards him. Yeah. And then he went on to have a, 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 sh- a naked shower fight. Remember that movie? Hell yeah. Movie? <laughs> Eastern Promises? Eastern Promises, yes. How could I forget? <laughs> oh, God. Oof. That movie was hot. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for the part of Ted... Uh, Hughes saw Jim Carrey and Keith Coogan. Interesting. Wow, wow. Jim Carrey. Wow. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Um, other side notes. So it's so interesting that, you know, Gordita, Gordita Chronicles kind of models this, you know, you kind of use this as a source of inspiration because um, there have been revivals and I think Tanya Siracho is working on one, right? With uh, Isn't it Gomez. Gloria? Gloria. Gloria is also working on oh. one. So 
I think this one is a series with Tanya Siracho, uh, uh, Gabri Gabriela Ravia Lugo, and Selena Gomez. They're working on a single camera comedy called 15 Candles. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and it's a Peacock. It's supposed, I think it's a Peacock series. Yeah, yeah, it's Peacock. Um, so they're working on that. Who knows? It may have been pulled because who know, our industry is changing and it's yeah. wild right now. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and also what you were saying, Claudia, uh, Gloria is working on We Were There, which I am so, or We Were There too. Yeah. I'm so excited for this because she's working with Natasha. Um, and it, I think it it's all, basically all the John Hughes movies, but from the point of view of the queer folks, the black folks, the brown mm -hmm. kids, Right. And the outsiders. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why it's called We Were There Too. Um, so I'm actually really excited for that. Um, uh, and uh, before, and then also, um, so like with this movie, I mean, I know we're kind of getting remakes. Who, if you were asked to remake this now, both Ooh. of you, who would you want to play Sam? POC. Olivia. <laughs> The star of Gordita. Oh my God, you're right. Wouldn't that be fun? She'd that be would actually be fun. That actually would be really fun. Or Savannah, who's older, she would be ready to do it tomorrow. Savannah. Yeah, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, HBO Max, <laughs> Warner Media, Discovery what, Plus. Discovery, whoever you are. <laughs> no, I would. I'm here for that. I'm here for 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 that. And I'm I'm very curious about uh, Tanya's Fifteen Candles because. Uh, it is going to be a, a Latinx focus, uh, as is, well, I am, all, like, N Gloria and Natasha teaming up, I am so here for that. I yeah, love so both of them so yeah, much. Um, so before we go, you know, Gordita Chronicles is now on HBO Max streaming. Uh, when that, like, I've been following that ever since I was at Deadline and, like, when it was announced, it was just so exciting just to have this kind of story. How has that, how has it been like since it's been released? How, how has the, the reactions been? Have you cried enough? Have you had anxiety? <laughs> it's like, what was this? How has this journey been like for well, you? Well, I was like in anxiety. I'm, I, I like deal with anxiety and um, suffer from anxiety, I guess. And like, I've been very anxious for a year. And now I feel like the last two weeks, I've finally been able to breathe a sigh of relief mm -hmm. because of how well it's being received and all the great reviews and so many people like the outpouring of support like people posting photos of when they were like chubby and younger and and people from miami just telling me that they really feel like it captures miami and dominicans and cubans and it's just been like beyond what i expected oh yeah yeah i same same yeah oh uh, well you know I'm just so excited for y'all. The, the show is so fun and congratulations on that. And are, do you have anything else coming up do you, uh, besides the, 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 the remake of 16 Candles that we're making? <laughs> well, we're, still, we're still waiting to hear on our season two pickup. We're, we're mm. hoping for some good news there. Fingers crossed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and both of us, um, can I say, no, I can't say your, your special exciting news, can I? No, you don't have if we uh, yeah we, Claudia if has we I don't I don't want to I don't want to get y'all in trouble it's not official yet so. okay I'll keep my mouth shut but keep your <laughs> so you have out. keep your eye out for something yes that... and I'm doing the who's the boss reboot with my <gasps> on the lear so that'll be fun. okay can we talk about that real quick sure that show before I realized I was gay 
I had a huge crush on Alyssa Milano. I think everyone did though. Yes. Yes. Wholesale, every person in the 80s loved Alyssa Milano. Do you remember Teen Steam, her workout video? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. Team, team, steam. Yeah. Gotta let it out. That yeah, that sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's exciting. I'm excited for you. Um, and yeah, so and then like can the, the can the uh, listeners follow you on the socials? Are you active on the socials? Do you avoid the socials? Yes, we are at both active on the socials. Mm-hmm. I'm at Bridge Leaves, B-R-I-G-L-I-E-B-S on both Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, at Claudie, C-L-A-U-D-I Forest, F-O-R-E-S-T on Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm at Planet Claudia. Oh, Planet Claudia on the Twitter. Yeah. I, like I don't know how why I... I didn't make them both the same. No, you know, it's fine. We, we, we were going through journeys during. My MySpace is, I'm kidding. <laughs> my MySpace, <laughs> my, my friendster is. Um, <laughs> but Bridget uh and Claudia thank you so much for chatting with me I had a good time and y'all bought a a lot of interesting things about 16 candles that will either make people more introspective or hate this movie Uh, (laughs) but I still love it I still love it I'm on I'm gonna be honest with you because I think it's more of like a moment in time right for sure it's a time capsule absolutely yeah Yeah, I still love it too and I think part of the messed up charm of it is that it exposes kind of like the warts of teen life and how some you know young men see women you know yeah and it's still like that unfortunately um and yeah y'all go watch 16 candles and tell us what you think (laughs) because we had a lot of thoughts um but Claudia and Bridget thank you so much for being here. Watch Gordita Chronicles on HBO Max, everyone. And look out for for Who's the Boss and then our our recreation of 16 Candles that may or may not get made. (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you. Problematic Fave is presented by Diaspora and made possible by the Center for Asian American Media. The podcast is also produced by Dino Ray Ramos and Andrew Merrill. Please subscribe to Problematic Fave on Apple Podcasts and give us a nice rating because we will read them and they help. Diaspora is an alternative digital film and TV publication and media platform that focuses on people of color, the LGBTQIA community, the disabled community, women and other historically marginalized communities in film, TV and media. You can visit the site at thediasporatimes.com and follow on Instagram and Twitter at at Real Diaspora. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.